disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. You know, I've never subscribed to the philosophy that the 2020 election was stolen in the sense that votes were taken that came in and changed via hacked machines. I just don't believe that happened. It's very difficult, and there are enough people, enough good people out there uh, that have investigated it that if it had happened, we would have certainly known about it. However, there were two ways in which shenanigans took place in the 2020 election. One was through manipulation, through big tech, uh, Facebook, Google, Twitter, uh, and big media. Um, And we know this because in 2016, when uh, Trump shocked the world and won election, uh, Google executives were caught on video at a company meeting where there was a bunch of wailing and gnashing of teeth saying, we'll never let this happen again. Um, So we know that and we know uh, that stories were spiked by the mainstream media in collusion with big tech that turned out to be true. That would have been very damaging to the Biden administration or to Biden's campaign. And we we know that a lot of information was suppressed. It's the only way that an empty brained, um, aging, elderly, incompetent, corrupt politician who ran his campaign from his basement could have possibly won 81 million votes. So there was manipulation. The other thing was. There is still a question about this process that was brought into play on a much more wide scale level as a result of COVID. And I have long felt like that was planned, that not COVID, obviously, but that the reaction to COVID was a very well planned and operated um, attempt that ended up being successful to take out a sitting president. And part of that process was to encourage states uh, and there was a bunch of Facebook money that went into this as well to set up basically um, non-in-person voting, vo- voting by mail. And then that allowed for an enormous uh, opportunity for vote fraud. And there's a movie called 2000 Mules. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza produced it. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to think about it. I just want you to listen to the conversation that I had with them. And then I want you to watch the movie. And I want you to decide for yourself whether or not you believe that the shenanigans were big enough But certainly this should cause us to re-examine the safety and the sanctity of each individual vote. Whether what Dinesh says is true, whether the movie itself alludes to something much, much bigger, we need to re-examine the sanctity and the protection of each individual vote. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in Dinesh D'Souza. First, though, uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They're so awesome. Um, Louisville cabinets and countertops did our kitchen in Oldham County before we moved. Well, long before we moved to Colorado, cause we enjoyed it for a long time. And then we sold our house and it sold in less than a day. And I'm confident that one of the reasons that it sold so quickly was because of the beauty of our kitchen. And that was all Tim Montgomery's fault. He is the man and he takes an enormous amount of pride in the work that his company does. And that's who you want. If you're thinking about building your dream kitchen, you're going to need Louisville cabinets and countertops. If you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Oldham County, this is your place. The phone number is 502-930-3304, 502-930-3304. Um, and the website is louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com. Give them a call. Talk to their on-staff designers, and they'll walk you through basically your dream kitchen where you can just hand them the keys, walk away, and then come back to your dream. 
Uh, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you already know what you want, what you need, or if you're a contractor, they have really high quality, super beautiful cabinets of all styles in stock. They have not been affected by the supply chain crisis, so you can get what you need now. Um, just check them out, LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. All right, without any further ado, here is my conversation with Dinesh D'Souza. One reason why I watched it was because I knew I couldn't watch it in, in any of the mainstream sources. I couldn't get it on Apple TV. I couldn't get it on Hulu. I couldn't get it on Netflix. I couldn't get it on any of the networks. I had to purchase it and then stream it and connect it to my big screen TV from my laptop. I wanted to watch it because they said I couldn't. Okay, that's the bottom line. But I wanted to bring the maker of that film on because I want you to make your own judgment about this and whether you decide you want to watch it. Dinesh D'Souza, welcome to the program, sir. It's an honor to meet you. Thanks for your time. Uh, hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, and also thank you for going through the, well, apparently a couple of gymnastics that you had to do to get the movie, because it is, it is only, as I said, on uncancelable platforms. Right. Well, I'm, I'm like that four-year-old that if you tell me not to do it, I'm going to do it. And just the fact that, you know, a, a topic as important as this one, whether you're right or wrong about it, the fact that this topic cannot be discussed in mainstream circles frankly pisses me off, Dinesh, and so I was going to watch it regardless. Well, you know, I was a little bit of somebody who stayed away from this topic for more than a year. I do a daily podcast, and people who watch it can verify. I stayed away from the idea that, you know, there's episodic fraud over here or anomalies over there, because it seemed to me that those fell short of meeting the standard, which is, when courts look at election fraud, they use this it's called the but-for standard. But for this fraud, would the election outcome have been different? So it wasn't until I looked at a completely new type of evidence, in this case cell phone geo-tracking combined with video evidence, that I was convinced, look, something really did go deeply wrong in the 2020 election, and we can begin to reconstruct those events using the cell phone technology and then using the video. And, and before we get into the details of that, because I do have some questions about the data and all of that, but at the very beginning of the film, you bring up a Republican who their race was literally overturned because they had engaged in these very same shenanigans in North Carolina back in, I think it was 2018. And when I'm watching that, and I thought it was wise to bring that up, because the question that comes up in my mind, Dinesh, is whether or not the amount of what you found that went on was enough to swing this election, whether or not you're a Democrat or a Republican or someone in between or independent, you should be very concerned about the possibility for this kind of fraud, because if one side's doing it, the other side's doing it. Well, exactly. See, paid ballot trafficking is illegal in every state. Some of the people who are trying to obfuscate this movie are confusing vote harvesting, which is permitted in a limited way in certain states, with paid ballot trafficking. Even if you take California, not one of the states that we focus on in this movie, by the way, they have the most liberal vote harvesting laws. You can give your ballot literally to anyone. You can get, tell your neighbor, hey, you go drop off my ballot, but you can't pay him to do it. If you do that, your ballot is automatically fraudulent. So paid ballot trafficking, which is all that we focus on in this film, is illegal in all states. Yeah, all right, so let's dive into that. Um, first of all, your full allegation or the film's allegation is that there is a network that was operated by left-leaning um, nonprofit organizations whereby they procured ballots 
farmed them out to quote unquote mules that then went to stuff the boxes and those mules were paid on a per ballot basis without giving too much of the film away but i do think it's important that we kind of do dive into the details i want people to watch the movie i want them to watch it but i still want these questions answered how what are you specifically alleging here and how did it get carried out Okay, so what I'm specifically alleging is that, is that a group of leftists and Democrats figured out a way to sort of steal the 2020 election. And that was, look, we don't need to do fraud everywhere. There's no reason to do fraud in California or New York. Let's pick the five battleground states that are critical. And again, we don't even need to cover the whole states. Let's just focus on the heavily Democratic urban areas that we, the Democrats, control. And let's run a mule operation. Now, a mule is a paid operative delivering fraudulent and illegal votes to a mail-in drop box. So let's use these mules to uh, take these stashes of votes, typically in a backpack or a satchel, and go on a kind of mailman type of route from one drop box to another, dropping five votes here, eight votes there, ten votes there. And the reason they do that, they don't go to one box and just drop in 500 votes, is the next day the election official would open that box and see a massive spike of votes, which would be immediately suspicious. So right. the mules are instructed to spread the ballots around so people are not alerted to the fraud. Okay, that, that makes sense. And you guys, okay, so you worked with True the Vote, and they were the ones that got this data. How did they procure what I would consider to be in an, any normal basis some pretty invasive personal information about people's movements on their cell phones. Well, you know, the problem is most of us have not gotten the memo that there are inside of our phone literally hundreds if not thousands of apps that are giving out information about us that is being assiduously collected and sold. It's sold on the open market. Now, you can't buy it at like CVS or Walmart, but there are about 40 different aggregators that sell this information. They sell it to commercial companies. It's used regularly by law enforcement. It's used by intelligence agencies. So, you know, for example, if you go into a mall and you get a notification on your phone that there's a special in a store right across from you, well, how'd they know you're there? They're tracking your phone. Right. You go on vacation to Naples, you get off the plane, you get a notification, it's going to be sunny in Naples, 75 degrees. How'd they know you're there? They're tracking your phone. So this ship has already sailed. It may seem unfortunate, but when we, when we download those apps, in a sense, we give permission for people to sort of collect and sell our data. So through the vote, they didn't do anything radical. They just took something that is done all the time by commercial companies, and they applied this data to ballot trafficking. That's never been done before. Yeah, and, and not to get uh, caught down a rabbit trail, but one wonders if they'll sell it to True the Vote. Why not to um, moveon.org, and then you could have leftist organizations or even right-leaning organizations monitoring by digging through that, creating patterns of life, as you guys called it in the film, figuring out who the identity of the person is based on that pattern of life, and then using it to follow potential political rivals. It's a scary world we live in, but in this case, it's being used for something to expose what could have been a very bad thing. Um, this data, some of those who are criticizing your film are saying that there's no data for anyone else to look at, that True the Vote has this data, no one else does. Will you release the data? 
Absolutely. Well, True the Vote has said that they're going to, in their words, pull the ripcord and put all the data online. But let's remember, this data has been shared, for example, with the state of Georgia. And when it was given to the state of Georgia, the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, immediately opened up a new investigation, which he said publicly was in response to True the Vote. So he knows that the data is valid. By the way, he also knows that the video surveillance is valid because the videos being provided by True the Vote were taken by the states themselves. It's the official state surveillance video. So True the Vote doesn't have to give it to Raffensperger. It's his video. He took it. Right. Were there cases where you guys went and asked for video of certain ballot boxes and that video was missing? That is, that is unfortunately the case in most cases. The, unfortunately, there were entire states that didn't do any video at all. I mean, let's remember that taking surveillance video is in the election rules. But the states basically said under the pretext of COVID, well, you know, we didn't really get around to it. Now, in places like Georgia, out of every 10 ballot boxes, they probably had video on at the most one or two. And this actually is why there's some critics of the film who say, wait a minute, Dinesh, show me the same mule at multiple locations on video. And right. I say to them, look, I have their cell phone. I know, I know they were at these multiple locations, but the reason I can't show it to you repeatedly is most of these drop boxes didn't have any video. It's wow. kind of like you got this you know, serial killer who goes to five different homes and he leaves his DNA at all of them, so you know he was there. But on the other hand, there's only one of the five homes that has surveillance. Gotcha. And you look at it, and his cell phone tells you he got there at 2 a.m. in the morning. You look <laughs> on the video, boom, he's right there. So I think you have definitive proof, even though you, don't, you would like to have video in all the locations, but alas, you don't. So one of the, there's two big questions that popped in my mind as I'm watching the film. One, because most of the time I sat there and went, what the insert word FCC won't let me say here. But two questions that popped into my mind. Number one, when you guys were doing like you, 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 you went for kind of a, a more conservative estimate, but that conservative estimate happened to line up with almost exactly the amount of votes needed in a certain number of states. How would those organizations know how many votes they needed in those states in order? To, in other words, how do they know in real time we need 10,000 votes here? We need 12,000 votes there. How would that even be possible? Yeah, I don't think they did know. I mean, it would be crazy for them to have that kind of precision. So in my opinion, look, through the vote got a $2 million grant. They bought geo-tracking data in exactly five places. The greater Atlanta area, the greater Phoenix area, Milwaukee, Detroit, the greater Philadelphia area, and that's it. But I put myself in the mind of a fraudster. If I wanted to cheat in the 2020 election, I would also cheat in Ohio. I cheat in Florida. I cheat in North Carolina. I cheat in Nevada. In other words, I cheat in all the places where I have a chance to win. Now, the cheating may not be enough or may not succeed everywhere. So I, I, don't, I don't claim that they knew exactly how many votes were needed, nor do I claim that the spike of votes for Biden can be automatically explained by 2,000 mules. I'm simply saying that based on what we know, we can sort of add up the volume of fraud and we can show you that it is, at, it is at the very least a sufficient volume of fraud to have made the difference in the 2020 election. From watching this film, from the data that you have, have you gotten the interest of law enforcement? Are there any arrests? Because while we're watching this, my wife keeps saying the FBI needs to look at this. Well, we know the FBI is now a political animal. I don't trust them to. But is there going to be any accountability for what you guys believe you found? In my opinion, the best chance is right now in Yuma, Arizona, where the sheriff 
has literally in the last three days opened up a new criminal investigation. My understanding is he's already served warrants on some of these stash houses or nonprofits. So he has evidently been investigating this for a year. I'm not claiming that he saw the movie, went, you know, basically decided, let me go start arresting people. He's been on this, but True the Vote has been working in Yuma now for many months. And so it would be really great if somebody just, you know, went, went to these vote stash houses, um, unmasked the mules. I say unmasked because True the Vote doesn't have their names. It has their cell phone IDs, but it's up to law enforcement to take that cell phone ID to the provider, get the names of the mules, sit them down, you know, who paid you, who put you up to this, who organized this operation. They do this exact thing in every other area, and there's no reason they can't do it here as well. All right, Dinesh D'Souza, the website, real quick. 2000mules.com, just the number 2000mules.com. All right, will you come on with us again? I have more questions. It was good stuff, though. I look forward to it. Let's do it again. All right, thanks, Dinesh. Appreciate it. Again, I just want you to take what you will from that. Um, I found the movie compelling. I'm not going to say that it was convincing, but I am going to say that it was extremely compelling. And it was convincing on this level. It was convincing to me that we absolutely must, without a doubt, must, 100% must protect the sanctity of every individual vote. Excuse me. And that this idea of mass mail in voting is ridiculous. The solutions from my standpoint are voter ID. Uh, Very rarely should we allow mail in voting in any state. Um, And that should only be when you are uh, sick, you're infirm, you're super elderly and can't get to the polls or you're out of the country on legitimate business or uh, military duty. Other than that, you should have to show up at the polls. I have no problem with expanding the um, amount of time that you're allowed to vote, like instead of doing it all on like the first Tuesday of November, like do it the first week of November, give everybody five days so that their employers can accommodate them and they can get to those polls between six and six. But beyond that, you should have to show an ID, prove you are who you are. That's for the sanctity and the protection of every single vote, no matter what your background. And if you don't believe that, then you don't truly believe in a democratic system. And that's my opinion on that. Um, anyway, big thanks to our, ca- our our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, for their help with this program. I always like to point you to their website because you can see a lot of the work that they do. Uh, we were so happy with what they did in our kitchen. We chose quartz countertops. You know, we sat down and talked with Tim and his crew, and uh, quartz was a little bit more expensive. Not too much, but a little bit more expensive. But, man, was it worth it for the years that we enjoyed it before selling our home. It doesn't really, it, it's hard to stain it, right? You know what I mean? It's hard to like have those stains so- soak in like they do with granite. Um, and, and nowadays, the types of selection that you have with the quartz is, I mean, it's bar none. It's beautiful. A lot of people used to not want to buy quartz because they couldn't get the beauty of the patterns that you have in granite. Now it's, it's almost indistinguishable. It's so beautiful. And they have every type of solid surface as well as uh, laminate. And they've got cabinets in stock if you want to do that as well. But man, if you're looking for a turnkey kitchen remodel, give them a call today. 502-930-3304. 502-930-3304. And then I want to also thank um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky. They help us with the audio in this program. They're a top-notch production facility that works on, on everything from books on tape all the way to Hollywood movies. Um, Neil Kesterson is a great guy, and he will take care of you. If you're just wanting to digitize old tapes, he can take care of that. Or if you have a major project that you're working on, they can do that as well. It's dxaudio.com if you want to know more. Uh, thanks for <clears throat> listening to the program, and follow me on Instagram, at Great Lilando. On uh, Twitter, it's at Leland Show. 
Um, and and also you can download the podcast. You can subscribe for free at iHeartRadio's uh, app. Just search uh, the Disruption Zone podcast or on Google Play and Apple Podcasts. So check it out. Share it with your friends. Thank you so much for the well over 100,000 downloads we're at now. Gosh, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening. This is the Disruption Zone. <laughs> 